Welcome back to Glitchcast, episode number 54. Hey, this week we have an actual review after last week's uh, news monstrosity. Um, we are reviewing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is uh, Sony's new animated Spider-Man movie. Um, and this is Sony, so I don't know about you, but I went with pretty low expectations. Sony basically ruins everything that I love in life. <laughs> everything? Everything? Literally everything. <laughs> um, so we'll have the non-spoiler and spoiler review for that. And then... Um, all the news you want, as always. Not really, uh, though. Last week was all the news that you want. This week yeah, is true. not a lot of news. We promised to never skip a week again, because then it was just a giant news and trailer dump. <laughs> Luckily, this first news story, though, pretty cool. We got a new poster for Jordan Peele's upcoming movie, Us, which uh, revealed its like, first kind of synopsis last week. Um, didn't really give much away. Uh, so we had an original poster, like, I don't know, five months ago, six months ago, seven months ago, sometime. Yep. And um, it was kind of like this cool minimalistic poster that was sort of reminiscent of, like, scary stories to tell in the dark, in a way. Um, this one, much different. Yeah. Almost almost looks like like a Harry Potter Quidditch player. Um, Wearing holding... Thanos' leather glove. <laughs> Holding, did you tweet uh, this or insta did we did we put I this Instagram yeah I Instagrammed this uh, bad so boy check out. our Instagram uh, it's just some woman holding a pair of scissors yeah that's what it looks like and there's there's a couple things going on here uh, some people have noted noted that uh, the the sort of like the finger holes on the scissors look like the faces in that first poster mm. um, there's also uh, like devil horns on the handle of the scissors mm -hmm. so people are wondering if there's like some sort of satanic thing or cult kind of thing um, I, do, I mean I think it's a cool poster I don't think it's as good as the first one the first one was much more creepy well, this neither, one just kind of neither of them weird. give you any idea what this movie yeah. is going to be about which <sighs> boy we're going to have to watch the trailer but it, it would be nice to go in there and just get your mind blown fresh but then again, even watching the trailer for Get Out, you still had no idea what you were in for. None. Yeah. I think yeah. The only that first other, trailer was bonkers. The only other movie I can think of that I was more mind-blown by the last act was... Sorry to bother you. But other than that, Get Out. Third act, mind-blown. And I'm hoping yeah. for the same here. Next up, uh, Doctor Strange sequel news, which is, I guess happening uh i don't know if it's like officially happening it would assume i would assume it's officially happening based on this news story uh although marvel's been pretty hum about anything after infinity war here and i guess spider-man kind of a home. spoiler uh, that they're thinking about us i mean we all know they're coming back but let's yeah. let's let's do this yeah uh so scott derrickson who wrote and directed the first doctor strange is returning mm. to direct the sequel um, household name director scott derrickson yeah <laughs> he 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 made his name uh, making like horror movies. Um, he made Sinister, I believe. Oh, Bagul! Like weird. He made uh, the day the Earth like, the stood still. The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Of Emily Rose, yeah, yeah. yeah so kind of hit hit and miss. But I, the more I watch Doctor Strange, or the 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 repeated viewings I've had of it, I like it more and more each time. I saw it the one time and. If there's if there's a movie that I didn't think would get a sequel, it's it's certainly this one. Um, is there a big well, clamoring well, you know for a I Doctor think Strange Infinity sequel? Infinity War boosted him a lot. Yeah, that's true. He did. He was much more badass, and yeah, I definitely like him more after mm -hmm. Infinity War. Yeah, so I think he gained a lot of more fan, a lot more fans from that. Mm -hmm. And it's not the thing is is like the core group of the Marvel here probably aren't getting any more movies. Yeah, the most likely yeah, would be Thor. Then Guardians of the Galaxy is up in the air. You have Black Panther. We'll probably get a sequel. And then outside of that, you... They got to have one of the bigger hitters and the more popular yeah. big Avengers, you know, carrying this 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 universe forward. Yeah, so I guess exactly. it makes sense. Uh, next up, Pixar has their next feature uh, up here called Onward, right? Um, starring Chris Pratt, Tom Holland, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and... Octavia Spencer in theaters March 6, 2020. Um, so this is an original. Pretty sweet. That beats uh, that beats getting like a Toy Story 5 or something. Um, we'll, we'll get Toy Story 5 eventually. <laughs> don't worry. Is supposed to be like some sort of fantastical kind of um, movie, I guess, I believe. Set in a suburban fantasy world. 
don't know what that means. Uh, without without humans and populated with what? elves, trolls, and spirits, where unicorns are as common as oh, rodents, God. two teenage elf brothers, I'm assuming that's Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, uh, embark on a quest to discover if there is still magic in the world in order to spend a day with their deceased father who died when they were too young to remember him. I think that synopsis sounds really bad, but I would trust Pixar with an infant and my own child. They know what they're doing. They make great movies. Aside from like the good dinosaur, like they just all. What was the what was their last film. like good original though? Not sequel. Inside Out, I guess. Um, the emotion one. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah, Wally's one of my favorites of all it's time. It's just they, they've I been mean, so. We can go on and just on, but mired in sequels been past five years so it's been it's kind of tough to you know get a grasp on this this is pretty stacked like voice cast at least it is yeah i love that chris pratt and tom holland are just playing teens they're just 48 years old tom holland's like 20 (laughs) no he oh tom holland i was thinking of jesus that'll change things uh and Chris yeah. Pratt can play like yeah. a childish. Uh, more kid stuff fine. here. Dora the Explorer, the uh, that that movie is happening from Michael Bay's production company. Benicio del Toro is going to voice Swiper the Fox. Swiper, no swiping. You know what's weird? And and I never really watched Dora at all um, as a child. <laughs> um, well, you don't say. For some reason, this feels like the greatest casting of all time, and I don't know why. <laughs> Really? Because I, I thought Benicio Del Toro in Star Wars as, like, a villain was just awful and not good. Do you remember him? Yeah, you remember that's the because movie that, that movie you hated? sucked ass, not because he's bad at being a villain. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. This Wasn't this produced yeah, his production by, like, Michael is, uh, Bay? And, yeah. and we do have one screenshot of her, yeah, we've, and we've talked. We've it talk- looks yeah, like we- it could yeah, be a we've talked about it before parody. it's not ideal <laughs> um, but i can just imagine benicio saying uh like just being like some sort of weird conniving although you know what kind of sucks actually now that i think about it he's voicing it he's not actually like <laughs> being dressed up as him or something which i think is what they should do um oh good there's another image of her and of course <laughs> oh, no. she's tied up I'm sending this to you right now. Oh, this just looks no. worse and worse. But um, oh, good Lord. for uh, Benny um, Del Toro, yeah, I guess. Right. We're going to move on to nah, the next one. Really <laughs> um, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, the Russian sleep experiment, Urban Legend, uh, is being turned into a film. Um, the story, which I believe was originally a creepypasta story, uh, claimed that Soviet researchers had used an experimental stimulant back in the 40s to keep five people awake for 15 consecutive days. Um, Jesus. For those of you that don't know, creepypasta is essentially a internet urban legend that's been copied and pasted so many times. And this is probably just an internet story that somebody found and copied and pasted a ton of times. But 15 consecutive days... You're a recent coffee drinker. Do you think you could drink coffee and stay up for 15 days? I'm pretty sure your body wouldn't let you, anyways. Um, No, yeah, you would just... I mean, um, what would happen? So, the reason that I want to talk about this is, one, sounds like it could be kind of creepy. Two, guess Mm -hmm. who is playing one of the the, uh, experiment participants? Walter Goggins. Second off, second off, Damn it, I, I messed that up on a Second previous off, podcast, wrong. too, and you called me out. Third off, Chris Kattan of Saturday Night Live and Night at the Roxbury fame. That's a name I haven't heard in a long, <laughs> long time. I have what no idea. He, he feels to? like someone that like had to have gone to jail or something. Yeah. Does this mean that I this movie is going to be straight-to-video, on-demand trash? Yeah. Like, when I think of him, I think of somebody like French Stewart, where they're just like, they don't have any relevance today anymore. Yeah, I, uh... Uh. Yeah, I, I, I was reading through it. They they have, like, a director and a writer and everything, and then it got to the cast, and I was like, wow, okay. Well, this should tell you how light we are in news today, because that was a news story uh, that we just talked up, about. Next up, Noah Hawley, who is the showrunner for Legion and Fargo, um, is directing a movie called To Be Read Backwards. This 
is a mind-bending take on a man who begins his life at his death and learns about himself as he and the world unravel in reverse, ultimately revealing humanity and mystery. Uh, this is an adaptation of a short story by some dude named Matthew Baker, who's apparently very hot in the streets with his short stories because Netflix won a bidding war for another one of his stories, and then Amazon won another bidding war mm. for another one of his stories, and then Universal is adapting another one of his stories. So this dude, hot in the streets. Wow. Um, this sounds cool. Yeah, we absolutely love Fargo. Um, seasons have been kind of hit or miss, but consistently good. And this seems like Benjamin Button, but more out there. You know, um, I think this is a cool concept, and uh, I trust Noah Hawley to deliver something very, very cool. And no, if, he is this has his first uh, he is directing a movie called Pale Blue Dot, starring Natalie Portman. Um, oh, that that's comes right. out next yeah. year. That's actually kind of based on a true story about um, these th- these astronauts that like fell in love when they were in space, and then when they come back, like she like goes crazy. Um, and then he was also attached mm. or has been developing a Doctor Doom movie. Um, which apparently he says mm-hmm. still might happen because um, I don't, Marvel might want it, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Well, this this sounds interesting. I'm in. Um, I almost made you read this news title backwards, mm. but I decided against it. Backwards read B2? <laughs> um, <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty Nicolas good. Cage renaissance happening is going to star in the crime thriller prisoners of the ghost land he will play a notorious criminal that must break an evil curse in order to rescue an abducted girl who has mysteriously disappeared i need to get the further details on this because it doesn't really quite okay you really do because i'm interested says that this movie might be the wildest movie he's ever made I'm thrilled about it. It's unlike anything I've ever read before. It might be whatever. Uh, that's saying something. It's out there. I wear a skin-tight black leather jumpsuit with grenades attached to different body parts, and if I don't rescue the governor's daughter from this state line where they're all ghosts and bring her oh back, God. they're going to blow me up. It's just crazy. It's way out there. Do you remember when Nick Cage, you probably don't, I don't even know if you were born yet, was like the leading action star and just taken on leading action oh, yeah. man roles, and now... Seems like he's just taking anything he can get. However, we're hypocritical. We have not seen Mandy yet. Or did you see Mandy? I have not watched it yet. I was going to watch it this week. I heard that was a great, fun, original movie. And kind of got the the Nicolas cage sense here. He was great in Spider-Man, the movie we're going to talk about shortly. Mm -hmm. And I hope he just comes back in in full force here. I don't know if this is going to be the one to do it, though. Me too. Well, I think my hope is that he is out of, like, his weird like money debt issues where he has to take all these crappy movies and i'm hoping that he's just pivoting into being like movies by weird people that are making like out there stuff like up and coming directors yeah Yeah. it's kind of like um uh bruce willis they like they're at this point now where they've proven they're good actors they've won awards bruce willis is so garbage they're essentially just like when when i slack off at work it's just that's it's completely different than when Bruce Willis slacks off at his job. He's just doing shitty movies because he's just slacking off and making money and doing what he loves to do. Go, go for it, Bruce Willis. You do you. <laughs> go for it. No, Bruce, don't. Don't do it. Um, next up, last movie news story of the week. Ozark actress Julia Garner, who is also in The Americans? And Maniac? Yes. No. Was she in Ma- Oh, yeah, and she Maniac. And, uh, yeah. Um is going to be the star of a Harvey Weinstein film. Um, I'd say she might be the wrong gender to play Harvey Weinstein. A little, um, little small, tiny. Yeah. Um, ha. Um, this, I don't, so she must be playing, uh, oh, okay, actually. Uh, film, still yet to be titled, falls a young assistant to Weinstein, that's going to be her, um, over the course of one action-packed day. <laughs> All right, that's not the direction I thought it would go. Figured it'd be about how much of a creep he was, and she'd be one of the girls that was accosted by him. Yeah, that feels. Weird. It's just gonna be one day in the life of like one of his assistants. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess they can kind of expose some of the stuff, and that makes. Listen, him- this gal is one of my favorite up-and-coming actresses. Everybody I talk to that sees her in Ozark or that has seen her in The Americans is just in love with this girl. She's got a ton of accents that she puts on. 
she really, really can act. And, um, you know, I, I trust her in just about anything. I'm, I'm excited for this. Yeah, she's really good. I, I'm a big fan. Um, I, I just don't understand this movie. I think apparently there's other uh, Harvey Weinstein movies in the works. Multiple documentaries and, like, narrative movies. Uh, Brad Pitt's attached to one. Brian De Palma is making one. So this is, this is, this is like, this lady's first film. Kitty Green, I believe, is her name. Um, oh, she made uh, Casting John Bonet, which is a Netflix documentary. Oh, I heard that about was John a, a complete mess. Hmm. So I, I don't have a lot of hope for this one. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I think they marketed it as a, kind of like a true crime yeah. documentary, but then it was just people casting people who would play them in a film if they were making it. It was weird. Oh, that sounds odd. Um, yeah. Okay, well, that's it for movie news this week. Uh, we have one TV news story. Daredevil actress uh, Amy Rutberg says that Netflix was responsible for the cancellation of Daredevil um, and that people high up at Marvel were shocked by the decision. Oh, Amy Rutberg played Foggy's girlfriend that he could yeah. never, ever actually land in real life. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Got that's it. her. Um, but it, so this actually kind of jives with I what we had kind of talked about when, when, when it did get canceled, that like Netflix doesn't want to make anything that isn't that's like uh produced by like another company or another studio or something like that and this was obviously produced by marvel and disney um and so they want to make everything in-house even though they have like an exclusive deal with marvel for at least another year to do this um but on their end it's like why sink a bunch of money in something that's going to be off your platform in a couple years i guess make originals start putting your eggs in that basket but aren't they kind of in bed with Paramount Pictures for a couple movies too? They are. Time? Yes, so. they signed like an exclusive deal for that. So, I just think they they know that the tide's turning. They're not going to be the juggernaut forever, and they got to start really investing in content, 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 their own content. Yeah, I guess. Um, I think it's just I think it's just kind of crazy that people at Marvel were like surprised by this. Um, yeah. I read some tweets from a dude that was a part of the writing staff for Daredevil, and apparently they like already had planned out a season four. Like they were getting ready to like write the entire thing. And he was like, we were wow. really excited to, like, show the fans some of this stuff. And he's like, and then we found out. And then he was like, the next day we had, like, one last lunch. And it was, like, with people from Marvel as well. And they were like, he was like, it was just like a wake. I was like, damn. It it's still, it's just pouring salt in the wound, man. I'm still so sad about this. Um, God, such a such a great portrayal. I just, I can't imagine that Charlie Cox won't play Daredevil again. It just, it just hurts. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Fingers crossed. That'll be my... My the, my wish list for Christmas this year is just Charlie Cox to continue oh, playing. Oh, Christmas miracle. <laughs> uh, that's it for news this week. We have one trailer, and it is for a Netflix series called The Umbrella Academy. Uh, this is starring Ellen Page of Juno fame. Um, and this is about a dysfunctional family of superheroes that come together to solve the mystery of their father's death, the threat of the apocalypse, and more. Adapted from an actual comic. Okay. Um, coming to Netflix in February... I honestly couldn't have told you that's like what this plot was based on the trailer, but the trailer I like the trailer. I get it got me interested. Pop quiz: What other superhero has Ellen Page played? Oh, uh, the what? I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, come I, on. I, I, but I don't I don't know who Rogue is that what, her name? What? <laughs> Rogue, get the hell off this podcast. What movie was it? At least what series? X Men. Yeah, she was Kitty Pride. Oh, Kitty Pride, that was her name. <laughs> okay. I thought Kitty Pride was uh January Jones. No, that was like the Ice Queen? Diamond Girl the Diamond or something. Queen. <laughs> yeah, I don't freaking know. Um this looks kind of wacky and it, it's playing up the 1980s 19 or late 1980s like reconnaissance we have with like Stranger Things and stuff and it very it's definitely intriguing. Um I don't know. Are we are we getting to the limit with superhero stuff that isn't Marvel? We talked about this a couple podcasts ago. Do we have room in our lives for non-Marvel superheroes? Yes. Stuff? Like I said, I don't think that was the conclusion. We that came was the to conclusion I came to last podcast because of Brightburn. I don't is these movies that yeah, spin superheroes into true. other that's genres true. and like kind of like you know different takes on it as opposed to that comic booky kind of stuff. That's what's there was work. another piece of news that sounded like it was just like what we have with Marvel, and we were like, nah, we don't have room for this. But we do have room if it's a unique take on it. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. So this looks interesting. Give it a watch. Uh, That's it for trailers, which means it is time for our Spider-Man Into Spider-Verse review. We'll talk non-spoilers first and then get to spoilers. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, average rating of 8.8 out of 10. Wow. 95% 95% of the audience liked it, with an average rating of 4.7 out of 5. Wow. Uh, consensus, Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse matches bold storytelling with strikely, striking animation for a purely enjoyable adventure with heart, humor, and plenty of superhero action. Finished number one at the box office this weekend. Uh, worldwide gross of $56 million on a budget of $90 million. Those animated movies really cost a lot to make, apparently. Um, yeah, this one especially, it was visually insane. Yeah, freaking, so I, I have to imagine it Ralph breaks the, the internet on a $175 million budget. Insane. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty good. Um, got an insane uh, voice cast. Shameek Moore, who's from Dope, uh, plays Miles Morales. The Basically, the, I guess, the main character, the main Spider-Man in this. Uh, Chris Pine voices... Peter Parker, Jake Johnson voices uh, Peter B. Parker, <laughs> um, uh, Haley Steinfeld voices Gwen Stacy, uh, John Mulaney, Mahershala Ali, yeah. uh, John Mulaney voices Spider Pig, Nicolas Cage voices Spider oh, Spider Man yeah. Noir, uh, just hell. Catherine Hahn, oh, yeah, Catherine the Hahn's chick from there. Step Brother, or no, mm. Step yeah, Step Brothers, and all the a bunch of mm-hmm. hilarious movies. Leave Schreiber, who's in a ton of yeah. stuff. Zoe Kravitz, I don't know if you said that. Lily Tomlin, Brian Tyree Henry. This movie is absolutely stacked. Yeah. Um, as well as a cameo voice role in Midcrest, yes. which we'll get to in spoilers. But yes. so stacked, stacked cast there um, from Sony, like we said, Sony Animation Studios. Uh, basically, it's about uh, Miles Morales kind of get, like getting his powers, kind of like an origin story for him in a way. But it's centered around uh, Wilson Fisk, Kingpin, setting off like this weird, I don't know, I don't even know what you call it, collider physics, weird quantum physics thing that opens up the multiverse and somehow sends a bunch of different Spider-Men into like the real world that Miles Morales is in. Um, yeah, the idea is there's another universe right now where Austin and I are doing a podcast and things are very, very yes. different. So everything starts to cross over and Miles Morales has to deal with yes. this. Um, this movie is like one of the most amazing things to watch visually for an an the yes. animation style. There's like it, it it blends like what you would see in a comic book with like like these weird like video gamey glitchy graphic kind of stuff like that and like hand drawn animation. It's like it's insane to watch and they do. There's, like, crazy perspective shots and POVs and just, like, incredible cinematography for a movie that is computer-generated and hand-drawn. This animation style, I I will be honest and say I wasn't a fan of when I saw the trailer and the teasers. And I thought it looked, like, weird, like, Wallace and Gromit-like <laughs> uh, claymation, kind of, like, frame-rate stuttery. But... The more that I watched it, the more that I understood what they were going for and making really just a comic book come to life. And this is just more than they could ever, ever do with like Tom Holland and Peter Parker in live action. They did shots and and visual things that just blew my mind. Seeing this in a Dolby theater with big sound and a big, sharp, bright screen with high contrast, it was a visual, visual feast and an unbelievable experience. Yes, um, the sound was great. The soundtrack was awesome. I've been jamming yeah. to the soundtrack the past two days. Even the score yeah. was incredible. Yeah. Um, everything technically all around was just outstanding. Uh, it's actually, I think, Chris Lord and Phil Miller, uh, who made like the Lego movie and the Jump Street movies, had a hand in this. Um, I'm not sure if they were like executive producers or helped direct or what, um, but they had a hand in this, and you can really tell, especially because of the humor, too, because it's a pretty funny movie. Like, this is a hilarious movie that knows when to also be real and almost scary and serious and sad. And it, it's just, it, it really has it all. And it never talks down to the audience. It doesn't do any poopy jokes. Like it, It's a, it's a full, complete movie yeah. for audiences of all ages. And it, it, I, I would say what I was – I think I, I – you know, when we see an animated movie – coming out we're like okay that's for kids you know mm-hmm. i don't know if this is pg-13 i would assume it probably was pg-13 um but like 
like you said, it was, like, for all ages, and the humor wasn't, like, stupid, dumb humor that, like, you could tell was only, like, pandering to children. This was, like, smart jokes, smart meta jokes, too. Um, Dude, it was PG. Really? How did they get away with some of the stuff yeah, in this movie for PG? That's, crazy. that's what I'm saying. They... It's serious in parts. Yeah. It's scary in, in parts. Yeah, there's... Yeah, it really, it really is. It does not dumb it down for anybody, and... Let's talk about the most surprising thing at all as far as how this movie was made. It was made by the studio that brought you the worst movie of the last couple of years, the Emoji Movie. How is this movie this good? No, no idea. No idea. <laughs> Who knows? The uh, Yeah, the score, the music, and supporting characters, <clears throat> all great. Villains, all great. Multiple villains. Tons of supporting characters where usually in an animated movie there's one that really gets just annoys you, grates you. Everybody in this movie was great. They dive deep enough into all these characters that, like, you care about them. You you can – they even make, you know, Kingpin, like, somewhat sympathetic. Um, mm-hmm. I don't – I wasn't – And we're talking about Daredevil yeah. Kingpin. He is in this movie. I wasn't 100% sold on him entirely, like, trying to, like, you know, connect with him or whatever. But he was still a great villain. Even, like, ancillary villains they add in there. Just, like, you recognize them from, you know, either previous Spider-Man movies or just knowledge about the Marvel Universe. Um, and – there's like there's great twists. There's one of the villains is like terrifying every time they're on screen. There's like there's one villain that that has a sound oh, yes, that is yes. the most terrifying sound and almost this his soundtrack when he's doing things. Like it like the only thing I can compare it to is like you you know when you heard like a sound from like a raptor in Jurassic Park, you knew you were screwed. When you hear this sound, you're like, "Oh, yeah. this thing's back again. Holy yeah. shit, it's a f- unstoppable machine." Like it was terrifying. Yeah, no, and I and I think part of part of the reason that like the sound for this character was so, you know, horrifying at times is because I couldn't understand like what the sound was. Like was it robotic? Was it like screaming? Was Ghostly? it yeah. was it paranormal? <laughs> I have no idea. It, I can't even it was like a whoa, yeah, yeah. but like spookier like a banshee was <laughs> screaming it. It was boy, and there's some Almost cheap jump scares, and I was in a big old Dolby theater, and I actually jumped a couple yeah. times. Yeah, um, but yeah, and it's it's got heart too. You connect like deeply with with our main characters and like the relationships that he has with his family, um, as well as I I want to give a big shout out to Jake Johnson for him as as Peter Parker as like the main Spider Man that like finds Miles Morales right mm-hmm. off the bat. He was outstanding. And he's from he's from New Girl. He plays Nick in New Girl, who like mm-hmm. generally if you see him in other stuff, he's like not bad, but he generally just plays like the same old schlubby kind of like goofy guy. Yeah. Which like you kind of see shades of that in this character, but he has he he like puts so much more emotion into it and care into it. And it's like he's like he's supposed to be like this kind of like failed peter parker like he's a good spider-man but he's like not a good peter parker he's peter parker with a hilarious dad bod gut that eats pizza but like just like i I don't know he just makes you understand this character so well whereas like if you saw a dude with a dad bod you'd be like he couldn't be a superhero but like you believe it when you like watch because he's like an expert at this shit still yeah um yeah you see him on screen you're like okay we're safe now when he's there just because he's he's spider-man he owns it um, and you just, you, I don't know, you connect with him a little bit more. We'll get into it in spoilers, but, um, he definitely was like yeah, the we, best standout supporting character. And with the rest of the supporting characters, you see some and you're like, oh, this one's going to be annoying. And everybody was great. There wasn't anybody that went into a direction that was annoying or grating. Even things that you'd expect from a kid's movie, like a love story, they handled really mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah, it was almost everything in this movie was perfect. And I was blown away by it. Yeah. Um, yeah, like like what you're saying. It, it's nice that they didn't go overkill. Like Spider Pig is definitely something that a kid, like a more kid oriented movie, would definitely go overkill with. But they balanced the amount of lines that he had perfectly. Um, whereas yep. too, it wasn't getting like annoying to hear him joke or say something dumb or like just the sight of a pig in a Spider Man suit is hilarious yeah. enough. But they didn't like focus on it too much. And even something serious and kind of dark, like Nicolas Cage as this black and white Spider Man, which we'll talk about soon, was just. A, a romp. It was just so funny. I loved every line. I loved almost every line every supporting character had, even the supporting villains who you end up empathizing yeah. with, which make the best villains. Tons of Easter eggs, jokes about other Spidey iterations, jokes about a couple of jokes about the MCU, maybe even the DCU, but you could go rewatch this movie and catch 20 mm-hmm. more jokes and 20 more callbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. I don't have much more to say, non-spoiler-wise. Do you have anything negative to say, non-spoiler-wise? Because I actually had to look for something really deeply and hard, spoiler and non-spoiler, to say bad about this movie. The only thing that I could find was when I first sat down and walked in, I actually thought I walked into the 3D showing of it. There was kind of that mm-hmm. red and blue, yeah, maybe in the background. Yeah. I just again, was like, again, is this the, 3D? the weird glitchy kind of stuff that they were doing with the opening credits. Just the color sometimes, yeah. I was like, what's going on here? Um, but as I kind of adjusted to it, the movie was just gorgeous from there then on out. And my God, I had so much fun with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I truly don't really have anything negative to say outside of like not fully connecting with the villain. And also, okay, Aunt May. I wasn't the biggest fan of Aunt May. There, there mm. That's it. We'll talk yeah, about her we'll soon. About her. You got a paragraph review for me, bud? I do not. <laughs> I'm going to make you do one, though, off the top of your head. Okay, well, you can go first. (laughs) All right. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Unique visual style might be the first thing that catches your eye, but it's the movie's heart, the supporting cast performance, and everything down to the soundtrack and original score that is really going to surprise you. I can't think of a single thing that I didn't like about this movie, and it's hands down the biggest surprise of 2018 for me. And it gets the coveted A+. Woo! Wow! I don't know if I've ever given an A+, but... I want to go see this, like, immediately again. I had so Damn. much fun with it. It's got so much heart. It was so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, everything all around with this movie from what you're hearing to what you're seeing to what you're feeling to what you're thinking about watching it to what, how you connect it to other superhero movies that you've seen because we've seen Spider-Man a billion times already. Um, it works so well. And... I truly did not want to get up and leave. I've been listening to the soundtrack because, like, I just want to stay immersed within the within the realm of that movie. It's a lived-in movie in a universe that we've been in, but it feels different from everything else that we've seen. Much cooler. Um, all the voice actors, great. I didn't feel like a kid watching the movie, which was nice. It all... Scott, oh, man, I don't know if I want to get... Hold on, dude. I, I gave it an A+, mostly because I didn't think you would, and I figured you'd give it an A, and I wanted to give a different rating. But listen, if you think it deserves an A+, give it to it, because I am <laughs> such a huge fan of this I movie. I am reserving my A+, for a movie that, to me, when I see it, I think it's my favorite movie of the year, and I think this is just behind Annihilation, so I'm giving it an A. Mm. Okay. But it's outstanding. But this movie is almost perfect. Yeah. Um, I was I was right at an A or A plus, and I just said screw it. I, I literally, when I think back, I can't think of anything I didn't like. Nothing. Yeah, it's it's nothing really wild. Yeah. So that's it for spoilers. A plus from Randy, A from me. If you don't want to be spoiled about Spider Man into the Spider Verse, stop listening now. Um, what do we got next? week? Next week. Okay, so next next week we're gonna have to talk about this off air. Um, it's gonna be a little weird because of Christmas and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But uh, mm. we have Aquaman and Holmes and Watson are on the docket. Um, for next week. Don't we have Bumblebee too? Then the week after is Vice and Bumblebee. Okay, got it. Yes. Um, Bumblebee does come out this weekend, but I figured it'd be better to stagger the the mm. two. Um, well, regardless, uh, who knows when it will come out since we're traveling. And apparently Apple Podcasts has like a delay with when you submit stuff, but we will figure something out. Potentially record a person. We'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, all right. So spoilers for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse starting now let me just ask where do you want to start let me bud? just ask you right off the bat what was your favorite uh like meta joke probably when he took a bagel on the way i guess this isn't too meta but he takes a bagel on the way the fat spider-man takes a bagel on the way out of uh a lair mm-hmm. and every he's everybody's talking about the bagel and all these guns and he throws a bagel and literally it goes boop bagel over somebody's head and it was just such a tiny little thing that was comic booky but like you Blink and you miss it, and it was so funny. Um, maybe I'll think of more as you tell me yours, but so many blink and you miss it fun little jabs. Uh, my number one was them uh, making fun of the weird emo dance scene from Spider-Man 3. Um, and yes. they're like, yeah, we just don't talk about that. Um, we don't talk about that. <laughs> and then number two would be the mid credit scene where they do the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man meme. So I looked up on my phone, and it didn't say that there was a... Like, it 
explained it wrong. So I actually left. Can you tell me about the end credit scene? Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it shows Spider. I, I think his name is Spider Man twenty ninety nine or something. Twenty ninety nine yeah. and Oscar Isaac. Yes, vo- Oscar, voicing I, him Oscar Isaac is voicing him. He basically uh, is like in the future and he's in this, whatever another alternate universe where he works for the company that. Um, built that weird collider thing and so he's been yeah. he's been able to like watch and see like all this stuff happening somehow and he develops mm-hmm. uh this like piece of technology to travel to the other universes and he travels to one and he runs into uh the 1967 animated spider-man series and then mm-hmm. they end up pointing at each other and it's like this whole that's thing. hilarious now i'm sad i missed that and that Clearly tells you that Isaac's going to be uh, part of the next mm-hmm. movie, I hope. Yeah. You can't dangle him out there for no yeah. reason. Um, actually, shit, I should have brought this up in news. Um, apparently, Apple might try to buy Sony, and if they do that, that means that Spider-Man and all the Marvel characters that Sony has revert back to Marvel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's big news. Yeah. I should have brought um, that before. <laughs> How about the Stan Lee cameo? How uh, how close to tears were you there? I wasn't. No, it didn't it didn't warm your little no, heart. I and it was yeah, right I, after Spider Man's death too. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know. I mean, I, I liked it, I, but it, I don't know. I did, there's so much, okay. I respect Stan Lee a lot. Rest in peace. But I don't well, have listen, like this that was probably his last. I don't one. have like a I don't know. I don't have like a weird emotional connection to him. I always yeah. I always kind of like rolled my eyes at most of his cameos. So. Yeah, I thought this one was heartfelt, yeah. though. It was kind of like you were at the point where you were getting sick of him, and then he died, and they were like, oh, oh, that's him. And I'm I'm guessing it was his voice, mm-hmm. but it, just like the lines that he said was a very perfect mm-hmm. send-off. I kind of hope that was the last one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't think it, it was all right. Um, what, how about how about the twists? So we have, there's, I guess, like two villain twists. So there's the Doc Ock twist, which yep. I loved. I loved it, yeah. Um, it's great because caught out of nowhere, yeah, blown, blown away. They completely try to just make her be like, even in the scenes like where she's not talking to like our main heroes, they make her feel like she's um, like, you know, she's just doing it for science, not to be like evil mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just bam, it's her. Like right when they said her name, I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Um, and she's so, she was also a pretty cool villain. She looked cool. Um, she was, had those spooky little yeah, clasp, yeah. like, yeah, weird, weird, um, like rubbery and- tentacles. I don't know if they've ever done like female Doc Ock before, yeah. but to me it was very fresh. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one is Miles Morales's uncle being the the Prowler. Was that his name? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Mahersh. Yes. Um, I was a very big fan of that twist. Um, I did kind of ex- start to expect. Kind of saw it coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not yeah. like right off the bat or anything, but then like once I realized like he was just missing constantly, and I was like, well, okay, well, they're not, they didn't just have him in that one scene for him to like go away and not be important here. Um, yeah, but he was terrible. And they also didn't cast Mahershal <laughs> Ali to like just have a five minute <laughs> yeah. scene with Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he was the terrifying character. Um, he was absolutely terrifying. And just the sound that he made, just he was so fast, he just barreled through mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah, and he was just badass too. He was so sweet. Yeah. I like I want I want more. I want a movie devoted to him. Me too. Me I would I would have loved like obviously, you know, him like, you know, having the heel turn and dying at the end when he like refused to whatever kill his nephew. Um like that. Love the emotionality of that, but it would have been awesome to like have him stick around another movie somehow and then like have like Miles Morales have to face off against him or something like that. We might see him again. I mean, we have universes yeah, crossing true. over. That's we might point. get we might get a comeback from life yeah. scenario. Uh, Kingpin was good. Um, he, he looked was a big, hilarious. Big boy, <laughs> he my looked hilarious. Absolute unit. I love. Uh, th- I was in in awe of that <laughs> lad. Um, him getting out of a car that he clearly could not fit in was hilarious. Uh, he, yeah, he was he was the, really good. The, there's like one time where they like zoom in on him and like his face, and it's just his face, and then just like a heaping just blackness behind him because like that's his body. <laughs> he just takes up the entire frame. <laughs> like that dude could not fit through 95 percent of the doors in America yeah. in the world. Yeah. Like he is just comically big. Even even his like his henchman. I like the look of his henchman too. He was like this weird like icy looking frost dude. Like yeah, who was that I, dude? No idea. This, like, frosty zombie <laughs> yeah. man that was kind of metal yeah he's like looked like i'm sure he has a name but looks like as we've discussed like we don't know comic yeah. books um but he was cool um green goblin like i an was an actual goblin absolutely yeah. 
astounded at what he was. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. And then they they kept he kept calling him Norm, Spider Man. Yeah, did. I like that. Who was the like Scorpion dude? I, I think his I didn't name know was who Scorpion. That was. Of course, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> this movie is a visual comic book. It's the it's like the best comic book movie ever put to the screen. It is so different and unique. Ugh. Yeah. Um. I. The 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 entire like the first act too. Um, I was okay. Actually, I do want to say this. This might be one gripe. It felt like the movie almost up and like it felt like the first two acts were all just one act. Because it was, it was like okay. kind of just like building. We're trying to like do this one thing where we have to fix this like flash drive or whatever, mm-hmm. and like that's it. And then like he did. I think I think the reason that I feel that way is because. Miles doesn't really train at any point. He all of a sudden just kind of snaps into it, and that's at the very yeah. end. And so I think, yep. like, but I, that also works for the movie because it's different from, like, every other movie that we've seen where usually, like, with an origin story, we see, okay, they get the powers. At the end of the first act, they get their powers or something bad happens. Then they train. They become, like, good. They fail a little bit. And then third act, they get in the big boss battle, and then they, they're, like, clearly a superhero then. Whereas in this... We don't see, like, the training. We just see him sort of struggling without, like... Yeah, he went on the mission with uh, the fat Spider-Man. Yeah. He did okay, but he never really did figure out how to do his two special powers, which are, like, electricity yeah. and Invisibility. being invisible. He all of a sudden just could do yeah. it. Um, but that being said, once he figured his shit out, boy, <laughs> when he went into Super Saiyan God mode, it was awesome. That, that suit, too? The whole spray-painted yeah. suit, that was sweet. Badass. God. This, that's another thing. Another testament of this movie is, obviously, we have a bunch of different kinds of Spider-Men, but I like that they all kind of have their own unique look, whereas they're not mm-hmm. all, like, just wearing the simple, you know, blue and red suit. Let's talk about them. Um, the one that I thought would be annoying actually wasn't Spider-Ham the, or the whatever. Anime it was one the or Asian. Yeah. yeah, I was like, this is going <laughs> to get annoying real quick. But she was pretty... Yeah, cool. yeah, kind of cool. yeah, they, they, yeah. She was cool. She was interesting, and they limited her again enough where I wasn't like getting super annoyed with what she was doing or that, the fact that she was on screen so much. And she did. They again, they kind of tried to give her like an emotional core too, because it was like her dad's robot or something, and then like her dad's mm-hmm. robot dies. I don't know, some weird thing. And then Spider Ham, I think was it Spider Spider Ham? Spider Ham, yeah. John Mulaney. I was like, who is that? Is that Billy Crystal? <laughs> is that Patton Oswald? Nope, John Mulaney. Um, Pretty good in a small burst and not not annoying or anything. That was another one where I was like, oh god, uh, we got poopy jokes coming he up. He had one of the best, or not? He didn't have one of the best lines, but he said, "That's all, folks." And then someone was like, "Can he say that like legally?" <laughs> that was so <laughs> yeah. good. Um, oh, I also thought it was Billy Eichner too, mm, and I, I don't like that yeah, guy. Yeah, gotcha. Um, all the Nicolas Cage. He was awesome. Got yeah. Noir, Spider yeah. Noir, so good. Can you close off your emotions and, so you don't get crippled by the moral ambiguity of your violent actions? And when he when he talks about like how like he lights the lighter just to like feel something, like burns his fingerprints, yeah. and then like the light goes out before he can touch his finger. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And the uh, wow, that's a pretty hardcore origin <laughs> story. Pretty meta. The fact that he loves the Rubik's yeah. cube because he can't see color. <laughs> I'm taking this oh, with that's me. So good. Um, I guess another pop quiz. What other superhero slash, I guess, kind of superhero has Nick Cage played? Ghost Rider. All right, what's another one? All right, what's another one? He was not ever technically Superman, but what's another Um, one? The dude in Kick-Ass. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good in that, too. Big Daddy was awesome. I loved that story. Um, But yeah, that was... When I, I think when I, we first heard this, we were like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. All right, a Sony yeah. Spider-Man cartoon with Nick Cage, a girl Spider-Man, and a robot Spider-Man Asian. Oh, this is going to be yeah. so bad. But it was so good. But, yeah, yeah, and, like, obviously, so they all, like, kind of look different. They all, like, different backstories or whatever. But not just, like, the suits look different. Like, their animation style all look different, too. Like, the the Japanese one, or not, I guess she wasn't technically yeah. Japanese, but, like, she had that anime style. Um, Spider-Pig had, like, the Looney Tunes style. Spider-Man Noir had, like, that, like, kind of, like, just, like, ripped off, like, the newspaper page style. Dick Tracy yeah. style, black and white. Yeah. Um, and then, like, really the only ones that looked similar were, like, Gwen Stacy, Peter Parker, and Miles Morales. 
And let's talk about Gwen Stacy. She didn't get annoying. She didn't get too like romantic, mm-hmm. and she was pretty badass yeah, she was, herself. Yeah, she was. She was. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was very badass. I liked her introduction too. I was a little confused too. Like they kind of they kind of got me like a little bit with like who she was supposed to be. But then once she said like mm-hmm. Wanda or whatever, I was like, okay, she's supposed to be Gwanda. But I but I didn't. I wasn't expecting her to be from like a different universe until like we saw her come swinging in. Yeah. And there's even stuff that I'm just remembering now, like the uh, the whole thing where his uncle says, hey, have you tried the hey move? And he does, hey, and gets stuck on her. And like just that animation of them trying to get off each yeah. other was so yeah. funny. Like, I want to rewatch this. I like this. the callback, to too, the in the final fight with Kingpin. He does that same move, electrocutes yep. him, mm-hmm. yeah. So I guess a tiny, tiny complaint is that final scene got a little out of control um kingpin is like riding trains at people throwing cars at people but it was just so fun to watch yeah. and i certainly only caught about 30 percent of it with my limited brain <laughs> yeah no it was it was absolutely bonkers i did like the changing of the colors how like it was like starting to turn into a black hole like you said was going to happen like it started getting mm-hmm. darker and darker it originally started with like these bright vibrant colors and then as the battle yeah. kind of goes on it gets darker a little bit more serious and like kind of scary um yeah, but Kingpin, I had no idea, like, how, how, like, what was his deal? Like, he was just like, like, how did he stay alive there? <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was, in yeah. my opinion, just a normal guy with just <laughs> yeah. a huge, big body and muscles, but he was literally throwing cars at Peter Parker, just hanging, yeah. like, on by a thread somehow with gravity on flying trains through <laughs> an LSD trip nightmare. Yeah. Um, but it was a cool scene, regardless. It was, and the scene where Peter is jumping off buildings for the first time later in the movie when he gets his suit, that upside-down shot, ton of great perspective shots of this movie, ton of great colors even in nighttime scenes. Yeah. Um, I, I also, really, I also really, liked, really cool. you know, they really, they, they, again, this just comes back to how, how well they built the characters, especially Miles Morales. Just, like, him trying to sing along to that one song that, like, he really liked and, like, brought him back into, like, his relaxing, calm place. And him, like, unable to be be able to say the words was, like, hilarious and just connects so easily. And just, like, shows you what kind of kid he is, too, where, like, he's not supposed to be a hero yeah. and, like, great at everything, like, where we've come to expect from someone that's turning into Spider-Man. Yeah, it takes him a while to figure his stuff out. Um I'm just remembering now, too, when his uncle brings him to this graffiti person's lair, and there's just this giant, white, clean slate yeah. right in the middle with light shining on him. I'm like, <laughs> that would not happen. But I'm going to suspend my disbelief. I love when the spider bites him, and you think he's going to yeah. freak out, and he just... <laughs> I, also, I also didn't understand, why so were his good. pants so small after he got bit by the spider? Did his legs grow? Yeah, that happened in uh, in Spider Man. Oh, really? The very first with uh, Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, he like can't fit in his pants oh, anymore shit. because his muscles get that. bigger. He just automatic. Yeah. Like he looks in the mirror, and Tobey Maguire's like, you know, forty <laughs> yes. year old Tobey Maguire is looking at his high school body. Oh yeah. shit! I forgot about that. Um. <laughs> um, I was I was I listened to another podcast today where they were mentioning a lot of people expected a voice cameo from maybe Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield or maybe even a cameo from somebody in the MCU and. We didn't really get anything like that. No. Um, did we? Apparently, Nothing, apparently right? they kind of so. like discussed bringing Tony McGuire in, and then they just never contacted him. They're like, we don't want to do it. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I would. I would only yes. want emo yes. Peter <laughs> Toby McGuire. Oh, <laughs> I would only want dancing yeah. emo Peter Parker. <laughs> um, I actually, for a second there, I thought the Mary Jane voice was um, Snaggletooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz. But it was Zoe Kravitz, I, wasn't I believe. Expecting that. That was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, Me but Chris Pine, yeah. Chris Pine being the voice for like the heroic Peter Parker, I was not expecting that. He caught me off guard, and I was like, "Wait, like I didn't realize." I was like, "That doesn't sound like Jake Johnson. Like, what's going on?" And I was like, "Is that Chris? Is that Chris Pine? Is it?" Chris Pine did a good enough, as good of a job in the ten minutes that we got to know him as Chris Hemsworth did in the ten minutes we got to know him in the intro <laughs> of the first Star Trek reboot. Where like you immediately connect with this person and you're like, oh, he's he's dead. Yeah, but he was really good. It was just for a second there, I was like, is that the guy from New yeah, Girl? Or no, it's not. It's somebody else yeah. that sounds yeah, convincing so as Spider Man. Um, but again, just great yeah. voice work. <sighs> great voice work. Everybody in it. Uh, Aunt May. What didn't you like about her? That she was a cool kind of yeah. Cool I just aunt. didn't. I don't know. They like. I don't know when they like. When he comes back and she's like, yeah, "Turkey yeah. along and uh <laughs> Yeah, I just, 
like she was. Could you guys she, please take the like fight she was outdoors? Like, she was basically like like his Alfred or something, you know, which I didn't like. I don't yeah. Like that. And also, like, if she like expected yeah. them all to come, like she knew this was gonna happen, like, then why? Like, I don't know. I just, I just didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if that's the yeah. biggest thing you can complain about is somewhat not connecting with <laughs> one of the lamest yeah. characters in all comics, yeah, then I'll, I'll cool. survive. I'm happy about it. <laughs> I like the whole um, anybody can be Spider-Man thing. You know, we just had like a Latino African-American mix become a Spider-Man, like with a, mm-hmm. a movie with a girl in it too, and a robot essentially being Spider-Man too. Like this movie, pushing cultural boundaries, really, really great yeah great stuff. um i don't really have anything else spoiler wise yeah. to say um i don't either where is this going for a sequel no it idea is. at all based as not comic book readers i mean ba- based no on ideas. like the mid credit scene i would assume that this spider-man 2099 is able to like go to these other universes and like get them together somehow so we'll have some sort of yeah and we're just gonna we'll go to more sort of, you know issue where we have yeah. to bring in the main the main people or some of the main people that we saw from this movie but um but like you're not getting oscar isaac just to like swing by for two minutes like he's got to be a player in the next one absolutely yeah he'll be a big <laughs> part of the next one i think and i think positive word of mouth is really going to carry this thing because not any really people i talked to about it were like oh mm-hmm. you saw that cartoon and i'm like no you don't understand yeah. this movie was amazing yeah and I've been telling it, it kind of sucks because it. it's coming out in like a very jam-packed time um but it obviously opened really mm-hmm. well um kind of helped that it opened against uh mortal engines um <laughs> but but uh, oh dear god but I, obviously the next couple weeks are pretty jam-packed with release with releases but I, I do think like this is one that could be around for the long haul and it like 100% should be nominated for best animated feature and win as long as we don't get Absolutely. screwed by Disney always winning for whatever the hell they put out, even though like no one pays attention. This movie it, should, it should get a, get it should a, get a best picture awards. nomination. Everything technical. It could, in yeah. my opinion, get best picture nomination. There's like, yeah. this movie is so good. And I am sorry for setting up your expectations really high. If you haven't seen this yet, why the hell are you listening to spoilers? But I went in with pretty low expectations. Maybe that's why I, I came out A plus. I went in. I, I went in with fairly high expectations. Like the, when I did see the first trailer, I was like really? confused by it. But as sort of time went on, I was like, this does mm. look like a little bit, a little bit cooler. Kind of like seeing like the different voice cast attached to it. I was like, okay, I didn't think it was gonna be A plus material. But I went in with sort of high expectations, yeah. and then I came, and then I started seeing reviews, and it was like it like held steady at like a hundred percent for like the first two weeks that reviews came out. And so I was like, oh shit, yeah. this is actually going to be good. And so I went in expecting yeah. a lot, got a lot, and still blew me out of the water. Yeah. Blown away. Uh, cannot recommend seeing this enough. God, I just had so much fun with it, and I can't wait to see it again. And mm-hmm. see it in the biggest and best Definitely. and loudest theater you can. That re- That's really going to help things. Don't see a standard matinee. Go see this in a loud, awesome theater. Deserves, yep. deserves uh, every dollar. So that is an A-plus from you. And an A from you, a yep. nearly perfect movie. Yes. Um, that, on um, so highly recommend going to see it. Check it out. Um, that's it for our review. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with Aquaman and Holmes and Watson, Watson or Bumblebee in there. Maybe we'll see. Um, sometime next week, maybe middle week. Maybe we get it out on Christmas Eve, so you can, you know, I guess you know, listen to it with your family as Glitchcast is meant to be listened yes. to. Yes. <laughs> Many people do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, remember to subscribe and review on whatever podcast listening platform you have. Check out glitchup.com for any new articles. I wrote one reviewing Christmas Netflix movies. I suffered th- through them for your enjoyment, so please read it. Um, <laughs> you can support us through there. You can give us anonymous feedback, all that fun stuff. Tell a friend to download, and we will see you next week. And keep an eye out for our best of 2018 posts as well. And guys, please, rate and review the podcast. It's really going to help us out. That's all I got. Peace.